like if, no, if you've it... eaten really really small prawns where they've got still got the shells on they've just been deep fried yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, it's just, just like that okay. I think so I crunching through a shell it was I think I would prefer the chipotle flavored crickets over the chocolate covered ones. I would prefer chipotle too. And now we're live. What <laughs> do you just, know? I've just come up with a new thing. This is, this is going to be huge. <laughs> Pixel points bar snacks. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Things that go with your with not only your beer but your video games. Yeah. Now, they wouldn't be greasy either. Not it wouldn't be like. Um, no. Potato chips, where you get grease on your fingers and then get it on your controller or your keyboard. Although I'm sure that you could deep fry them and make them greasy if you'd like. No, no, you're, you're up. <laughs> you're ruining the concept. We we created so, the concept. You're going away from the concept. Do we need to remove you? <laughs> no. And how do how do you humanely um, immobilize the crickets before sticking them in an oven with some chipotle seasoning? That's a good question. Yeah. Paralyze them using liquids, you know, you know. <laughs> what inject everyone? In yeah. Whose <laughs> whose job is it to do that? Perkoff, uh, because you're the one that came up with the concept of frying them, which was not our concept. <laughs> so you can get the bad job. That's that's probably how you would most easily cook them. Though, just dump them in some nice sunflower oil, get yeah. them out, train them. You know, some. Have them hop. Have them hop in. Hop in the oil, and oh, then just the and then just like have them Still hop in the run. flour. Hey, they coat themselves. You actually don't even have to do any work. They literally are going to hop everywhere, so they'll just coat everything. Hello, we are Pixel Points. We are the only podcast that talks about insects that you can have as a bar snack. Probably bug snacks. I actually played that earlier this week. Is I'm it not on? Well, that's it's on Game Pass now. Is it on it Game Pass? On now? Game Pass oh, okay. Yeah, I've heard, I was going to try it on Game Pass with my last week or two with my subscription. Anyway, sorry to derail that, Keith. You can continue with the intro. Oh, thank you very much, Matt. Uh, thank you, <laughs> thank you, thank you, Matt. Um, you can find us on social media where there are social stuff with things and pictures. Mm-hmm. and words those places are instagram where you can find us at pixel pints pod and the twitter where in between the hate hate speech and uh discord um we also have a discord if anyone would like to join the discord please send matt a link because or i because we are in charge of the discord and uh liam you just remember that <laughs> i can delete your posts um and on Twitter at pixel underscore pints. Uh, we archive all our episodes on YouTube, on our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash pixel pints. And yes. Yes. Crickets. Yep. I think I'd prefer savory rather than, I'm not a big chocolate covered savory type thing. Yeah. So mm. chocolate covered pretzels don't do it for me. I'd rather right. have, I'd rather have peanuts or potato chips. Same. Yeah, very much so. I mean, I, 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 I take them in spurts. It's like sometimes I'll have a chocolate craving like that, and then at times I'm like, no, I can't. It's too much chocolate. 
You know what my wife got me uh, last week that I didn't think that I was going to like, but actually is really quite tasty? Okay, it's, calm down. This is this is only four minutes. It's not even four minutes into the show. We can't get into this. This is it's um it's dried mango covered in chili, like a chili Ooh. powder with sugar and salt. That's, that's I was I was yeah. really surprised. Like I was like I don't know if I'm gonna like. Oh, it's this. a perfect I, flavor profile. You got spi- spicy and sweet. That's a, you got to balance that, man. Right and, and chewy and yep. yeah. you got a little bit of kick on powder and just... right. Yeah, you get a little bit of sweat. You know. Yeah. Can snort it up like uh, Johnny Depp on his trial. <laughs> Something I've been avoiding. Um, no one, no one. Well, needs to I had to make up for Liam being not being here talking about the trial. So he would have, no he would have tried to uh, get it in there somewhere. Sneak it in there somewhere. <laughs> no one really needs to see the public psychosis of two Hollywood stars. Um, one Hollywood star. And Johnny Depp. No, that's the opposite, <laughs> my friend. <laughs> I, honestly, I couldn't care less about the whole scenario. Um, right. If we were to have crickets, we would be having them with drinks. Um, right. I, I'm, I'm not feeling great today, so I'm drinking water. <laughs> I did, well, it's too early for me, so I don't have any beer. Um, I did go out last night, though, and had uh, a couple with uh, my buddy Russ. And um, I went to this place called Atomic Liquors here in town. And they um, they have a lot of local beers on tap, which is nice. But they also do, like, cocktails. So uh, Russ isn't really a beer guy. So he'll, he does the cocktails, and I you know was able to get some beer. But uh, yeah, they had uh, they had a really good. Uh, Snake Creek's got this uh, Baltic Porter called God of Thunder, and it's um, I think it's like eleven percent, and uh, really heavy, really thick. Um, so that was one of the ones that I got last night. By the way, surely that came by in the... a thimble. <laughs> what was that? Surely it came in a thimble at eleven percent ABV. No. <laughs> It came in the glass probably about this big. So, you know, it's smaller than normal, but... Like a sherry glass. Yeah, kind, yeah kind of, yeah. <laughs> By the way, the person I was just talking, his name is Burkoff. I'm Mitch, and that's... Oh, that's uh, right. And that's Keith McWomble, the one was host, who's hosting today. You missed a couple things there, my friend. You forgot to <laughs> introduce who we are. <laughs> oh, no, one, no one introduces me, so I just thought you can. Can you see that I'm, I'm not exactly facing? I, I know, yeah. <laughs> so, so it's that, and then also we archive our episodes on YouTube.com. I did the so he, did, he did mention that. Did yeah, you do the YouTube? Oh, I missed that. Hundred percent did that. Oh, it must he have been opening my can. The, yeah, he got the social media and the YouTube. Uh, just to introduce who we are smash that like button hit that subscribe button we need more subscribers if i if if, if i keep saying it people will do it right yep. <laughs> no maybe um i compel right. you using the force to hit that smash that like button and hit that subscribe button like obi-wan kenobi in the star wars series <laughs> I liked episode one. I've only watched episode one of the two that are available. I, oh, oh yeah, that are available. Yeah, I, I saw both. Um, yeah, I from first one was the. I think the pacing's not great, but for the most part, like the content in it is good. 
the is second the episode's same, better. Second episode's much better. Is it the same team that uh, was handling uh, Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett? Kinda. So uh, Deborah Chow, who directed a few episodes and um, worked on p- pieces of the Mandalorian with her episodes, she's doing the whole thing herself. So it's not okay. Dave Filoni and um, uh, and uh, John Favreau um, are not a producing it at all. So it is just Deborah Chow, and okay. it, it shows yeah. kinda. It does remind you more of the prequels, but I think in a good way. But that's just me. I liked the prequels because it is off more, the prequels. I was thinking more just in terms of the uh, like the overall feel and the cinematography and stuff. Um, if you liked Deborah Chow's episodes on The Mandalorian, you'll like you'll like what she's uh, okay. done. It's it's okay. keep, it's been keeping the same aesthetic of like a lot of stages, a lot of props, a lot of not CG. There's not very right. many. Like the CG is brought down to a, a minimum. So like it's kept with that style. Um, it does feel uh, more of an extension of the movies, though, than okay. you would think the man like the Mandalorian never felt like the extension of the movies. It felt like its own no. thing. Yeah. This feels a little more of an extension of the movies, but there's a lot more ties to the films, obviously, because of Obi-Wan. So um, okay. the first sequence, I think, is really good. I really like the very beginning. I don't know if you liked the very beginning, Keith. Of um, well, it, set, it sets up a lot. Um, and there's a well, it's quite obvious. If any, if anyone has played um, Star Wars: Lost Jedi, you'll see where that's going with the third sister. Um, yep. Or played. And if, yeah, there's a lot of hints of a lot of things. Except, unfortunately, oh, I, I can't talk about it because you didn't finish episode two yet. So we'll have to talk about it another time. But like something happens in episode two, which then ruins. But I guess that's kind of what Star Wars is, is is the fact that like it is out of order already. So when you see other characters in certain like we just got the announcement of the new game, Jedi Survivor or whatever. Yeah. Um there's a certain character in there that is no longer alive. <laughs> and so mm. so then you obviously know he's not going to kill that character in the game because that character's still alive in the Star Wars mythos because he has to be alive for a certain show so like that's the only thing that's the hiccup but as long as the writing's good leading up to it and it's good everywhere else then it makes up for it but that's just the struggle star wars has to deal with i was gonna say one of the podcasts i listened to earlier this week they were saying that um i guess uh specifically uh fallen order some of that stuff carries into obi-wan like they're actually making part of the game canon or whatever the game is canon. Sorry, excuse me. The game okay. is canon. Um, and yes, some of the characters, the in- specifically more of the Inquisitors, are a part of. But they were a part of it in Rebels as well. So, which then okay. the rumors is also that. Well, that's actually not a rumor. I guess it's more of. Um, well, it's kind of a rumor, but confirmed by some sources that um, that Ahsoka, the Ahsoka show in Star Wars, is actually going to feature Rebels characters including Ezra Miller's oh, that would uh, make sense yeah so, for sure so they're going to cast Ezra Miller no uh, Ezra Miller I'm sorry uh Ezra no I think I think it is Ezra isn't it yeah I think just I think I'm thinking I'm combining an actor's name and something else but it's Ezra will be in the Ahsoka show so um and also and so the inquisitors and basically the the animated show stuff is all canon so okay 
I can't believe the entire beer section. We talked more about Star Wars than beer. That's all right. That's okay. I I got Red Bull. It's super early this morning, fellas, so beer's not. (laughs) This is what happens when you punish me when you do the early morning, but. And just to say, Evan can't be here because um, he's just got up for his nap um, before heading off to a friend's house to watch (laughs) um, the Champions League final, Liverpool versus Real Madrid. At 4 a.m. Wow. That's commitment. That's dedication. Wait, but he doesn't dedicate that to our show. (laughs) No, because he loves Liverpool more than us. Yeah. True. Um, Oh, by the way, yes, it is a new chair. So if you're wondering, yes, it's not a brand new one. I got a desk and a tape, a desk right there to hold my TV up higher. So now I don't have my foot blocking my television when I lay in my bed. And, uh, I got a, another chair, so. I actually I'd, didn't notice that it was a new chair, but that's cool. Yeah. The tricky part, though, was the desk is so big. I was going to have it be my main desk because it's a lot. Um, it's uh, The depth is bigger compared to the one I use right here, um, but it's not long enough compared to this one because actually this one is a combination of three desks separated but holding each other up with mm. great physics skills. Um, so... I ended up using that one, but it's long, but it's longer than what was there before. So I had to take everything apart and put everything back together again. And it was a pain. That's a, that's a fun Saturday afternoon. In oh, which no, case I did that on a weekday. Un- <laughs> you should play unpacking. Um, I do want to play that game. game well, you know what? We need to play together and stream it on pixel pines on, on twitch.tv slash pixel pines. I'm already on the third location. And um, is my my obsessive compulsiveness with tidying is kicking in. Well, if <laughs> Mrs. McWomble isn't going to pull you after the show, we should play for an hour on the show. Uh, I I have a hard out at in one hour and twenty minutes. Oh. Uh, um. Okay. So, without further ado. Matt, would you like to introduce the topic for this week? Yeah, so uh, the topic for this week is what is an RPG? Uh, I I don't don't know, know, Matt. What is an RPG? (laughs) I don't know if we've talked about this topic before, but I think it's an interesting one, um, partially because the last two console generations in particular, um, sort of the definition of what is a role-playing game is sort of been blurred and a lot of games have taken on sort of like rpg traits um so i was listening to acts of the blood god earlier this week uh yesterday and they had a small segment uh, where they were talking about it and one of their community members had a four um a four criteria system for defining an rpg um which i was like that is actually really creative so i was like well we bring it on the show and we can discuss it and we can talk about how different games that we view as RPGs sort of fit into it and stuff. So this is the uh, Acts of the Blood God uh, community uh, sort of definition of uh, what is an RPG. has to have these four elements. has to have meaningful character progression for which you gain experience from a, a variety of activities. has to have some level of character or party customization, uh, such as equipment, abilities, etc., 
It has to have a variety of lootable or craftable items. And finally, it has to have an emphasis on uh, conflict resolution that is not based in pure Twitch skills. Um, so it, your character build or conversation or something like that. So those are the, the four criteria that they use or are considering. Sorry, can you explain the last one a little better? The emphasis on conflict resolution should be based on considerations other than pure player Twitch uh, skills. What do you mean by Twitch so, skills? Um, like uh, shooter stuff, like uh, or arcade mechanics and things okay. of that nature. Gotcha. Okay. Right. Sorry, so it's, thought, it's, not based, meant... it's not based on. It's not based solely on your ability to react and move the character or move. Uh, you know, the ship or whatever. Gotcha. Here I here I was thinking of being like how fast you can hit a conversation button. I was like, <laughs> what? Twitching? Like that? <laughs> well, yeah, if there was a if there was a countdown timer that uh you had to be extremely dexterous <laughs> to go through the character or, or conversation options, that might disqualify it. Well, I can think of a few, but <laughs> right. I can think of an actual RPG that makes you do that. <laughs> uh well would you consider something like uh, Telltale's Walking Dead to? Be, oh God, no! Right, it's more of a. Uh, that's an a that's game. a that's an adventure game. That's not even that's not even close to an RPG. Right. Um, so, on the on the on the flip side of that, then, would Marvel's Avengers be an RPG? Um, possibly. I th well, here's the thing. I think I think it's other, other I, than being an absolute pile of shite, um, because <laughs> well, it could meet all of those criteria. Yeah, here's okay. here's the crazy thing is I slightly disagree with that uh, that uh, that definition of what's an RPG because okay. I because yeah, Keith makes a good point. Then, like in that case, Marvel's Avengers would be. Uh, considered an RPG, which it's not. It's an action adventure game. Um, that's an action adventure third person shooter. I mean, not third person shooter. Third person action adventure game. Like I, I, and it has some RPG elements in it, but it is not an RPG. Like these players aren't. You are not making decisions. See, my definition of an RPG is a blank canvas character that you create and build and work your way through a world that your choices matter um you can everything is customizable with the character that includes what they look like what they weaponize what they craft what they right. what your uh that every everything that you customize directly impacts the player's ability to complete the game in aspects of the character so so you don't consider Japanese RPGs to be RPGs because those you a lot of times I don't have a... consider those to be video games. I just block <laughs> them from my mind. <laughs> well, I think well now, but I'm just saying that's an RPG. Now I'm now Japanese right. RPG may not actually be an RPG, but Japanese RPG I think it's its own title that kind of has already created its own. It's like a Castlevania that has already created its own. The, its own thing even if it doesn't make sense in the context of everything else of what we define in games i think it's still fine to call uh, did i did i say metrovania you said castlevania 
Oh my god. So it's uh, early. Yeah. It's early. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, I'd, I'd like to piggyback off what Mitch is saying. Is where do you draw the line? So where do you yeah. draw the line on this side is RPG, this side is games with RPG elements, and then there's another line, which is these are games that should not have RPG elements in bar shoehorned in for whatever reason. Yeah, so that's, I was... Where, I was on that side, I'd put Marvel's The Avengers. My own personal litmus test is, um, I guess, Call of Duty. Because the the multiplayer progression in specifically like the the modern warfare games that, that were on the uh, 360 PS3 generation have like very heavy RPG elements, but it is distinctly not an RPG game, right? And that's fine, but like we got no, yeah. So like in my own personal head, that's sort of kind of where I think of the line being. Mitch. Yes. Do you do you have a view on where you would draw? Where do you draw your line? Where do I draw my line? If it doesn't meet that exact criteria, I don't consider it an RPG. Like those are the very like RPG. I think is its own category. You, yes, can you take elements of an RPG and put it in a game? But that doesn't make it an RPG. An RPG has to have all the requirements in my mind to be considered an RPG. What is an RPG? I can tell you right now. Fallout is an RPG. Um, uh, Elder Scrolls is an RPG. Um, what else is an RPG in my brain? Uh, um, uh, what was that game? Outer Worlds is an RPG. You know, like all, I honestly don't... Also probably a requirement, the game has to be in first person. Because I don't know... I can't think of an RPG that isn't, in a, isn't first person. Mass um, Effect dragon age now um, now i would the, push the original fallouts were isometric yeah um, it was isometric weird, oh, okay. weird west isometric rpg and now um, i would push back and say the i would say hmm, i almost want to say mass effect near the end doesn't count as an rpg how dare you <laughs> as a as a like a it actually transforms more into an action adventure game with choices so they they did um they, cut back on like the heavy stat stuff but they started that in two so two and three are relatively the same three just has better shooting mechanics i think like they could have improved the shooting from one and kept everything else and i think it would have still been in my mind an rpg um, but yes, you are correct. So, you named some that are third person. Most of the time, I think of first I, yeah. person because they usually want to put the purse. Like, I guess the most mindset. Sorry to interrupt you, but uh, the mindset of what is put in there in my mind is that you are putting yourself into the character, and therefore that's why mostly I say first person is because they don't want you to view the character because they, they that's seeing another person through your eyes you you want to be the one being seen through the through the character's eyes that makes sense right right the less of an avatar and more of a direct relationship exactly with the, with the game world yep you might okay. as well just hand you some vr control like if anything rpg should evolve into vr that is the next evolution of rpgs because you would that's more immersiveness of you being that character compared to so, holding a controller in your hands. 
Would you? All right. So your definition, you would add a fifth element, which is uh, the player has a direct relationship with the game world, rather than a direct relationship with an avatar of the player. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. Okay. The kid. Right. Well, because you are the avatar, so like the avatar is not existent, basically. All right. So all right. So by your definition, then though, Mass Effect is not an RPG. I will. It's it's a prefer. I I would say I wouldn't say that's a hard line. I'm just saying like that's an element that would make it. You know what? Actually, I'm gonna hold my own on that one. Yeah, I will say like even though um, games like uh, I know Fallout, you can go into third person if you want to. It's really bad if you do it. It looks really wonky and horrible. Right. Um, right. But then now, now I'm just killing my own argument because I just think about it now. In the VAT system in Fallout, puts you in a third-person perspective, um, which then makes you view the character from the outside. So um, you've, you've created that character from scratch, pretty, pretty much. That's true. Like you can do. Yeah. Um, I guess I would count Mass Effect One as an RPG, but after that, I can't put. It's the I purest can't, can't level three. I can't put the rest I've in there. Got, yeah. It's definitely the purest of all three. Um, I don't discount the more action-heavy elements of, or the more action-focused and fluidity of um, two and three. Mass Effect Andromeda, I'd say, is if that's that's kind of stepped over the line into action RPG territory for me. Um, okay. What I would, what I would say is. What I would ask, even, is, is there such a thing as a pure RPG anymore? Hold on. Well, I if, would ask you first, do you like my definition? Like, which definition do you like? Do you like mine, or do you like Perkoff's? Well, of course I can't like yours, Mitch. You're, you're my arch nemesis. Um, <laughs> nemesis, nemesai, nemesu. Um, I don't necessarily... The, I, I'd stick with the four that um, Matt plagiarized. Um, you, yeah. did, you seek, did you seek the person's permission before stealing this? No, but we gave them full credit. credit. We I gave did, them credit. Uh, you cited a source. Yeah, I did disclose um, that. That's exactly where I got that from. I, I don't. I don't necessarily think that for something to be a pure RPG, it has to be in a certain framing, um, because you can have you could have it in two D. Well I, well, I, well, I took that back. Just saying, I took um, it back. Yeah. Um, so that argument is no longer valid. Uh, <laughs> well, is, is it not the same definition then? No, it's so, it's different. What what I like what I like about the way that um, Acts of Blood God has it is um, their four criteria is a good way to define all different types. So it could be an action RPG, um, because you're um, even even if it's based on Twitch skills, eventually, like Diablo, you can get so over leveled it really doesn't matter what your what your skill is um, to play the game. Your character is going to be so um, powerful; it's just going to kill all the enemies on the screen, right? Um, same thing with I would Elden just Ring. Playing and, de- and deleted it by that point. Right, um, but it's it's possible. It, it is possible. It is possible to get your character to that point where Twitch skills are irrelevant. Yeah, um, well, and I think probably the same thing for Elden Ring. 
um, you can get your character, at least from what I've seen online, um, you can get your character so leveled and so uh, you can understand how the systems work in such a way that you can manipulate it and not have to you know worry about like dodge rolls and stuff but hold on i'm going to stop you there this is and this is my issue and this is why i don't like your the definition by axe blood axe raider did i quote him right <laughs> no axe of the blood god axe of the blood god see what kind of name um it's from is it you is it u.s gamers yeah so anyway yeah it was it was a u.s gamer podcast then uh anyway, anyway. Cap, yeah Anyway. anyway, I'm not a fan of it. Uh, here's why. Uh, because I, I, the, even with your answer you just gave of like saying, oh, we Diablo, action RPG, and then you're talking about all these action elements in the game. I, I don't... I know we have JRPG, and I get it. And that one has just right. been there for so long, I'm willing to waive it. But like calling games action RPGs, I, I I can't do that. We can't because at its core, is it an RPG? And that's the thing. Games are co-op in action RPG for games that are core at its core. An RPG are not an RPG. It's just saying we have RPG elements and we have and we have main action in our game. And not saying that so, action. Not, hold on, hold on. I'm not saying action is a main element in uh in an in the action is not a key element that negates it from being an RPG. You can have action in an RPG. It's that what is the core of your game? Is it all those elements of an RPG that just happens to have action in it? Like we don't have to co-op and say action RPG. It's just an RPG. It has action in it, and that's fine. Like I, okay. I that's where I'm two frustrated. examples in, in 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 agreement with Mitch before I, before I make a point. So you take um, the most recent Tomb Raider trilogy. They are third person action games with RPG elements. Right. Um, Marvel Spider Man is a third person superhero action game with RPG elements. I say it's right. an action. I say they, all of them are action adventure games. All of them are with action RPG elements. Who cares about the RPG elements? Don't sprinkle that in. Who cares if it has RPG elements? Is the core of the game an RPG? It is not. Uh, just because, just because, in, uh, in the, this is my issue, and I guess you're slightly agreeing with me, is... I am agreeing with you. Oh, you are agreeing with me, which is, um, you know, like, Diablo, you're saying right. it's an action right. RPG. Right in your diary. Like, you're, you're telling me right now, like, uh, uh, just because Fallout has action in it, why is Fallout not considered an action RPG? It should, they, they call it an RPG. Why is, why is uh, uh, Skyrim not an RPG? It's, uh, it, why is it not an action RPG? It's got action in it. Like, it, it doesn't make sense. It, it's so it's what pointless I, crap. What I was going to say is because, because people are people and people are normally inherently selfish and lazy, um, it's easier to describe something as a action RPG because because people in in terms of people who understand games as much as we do, you can understand those two things squashed together in the same way that people now understand Metroidvania, even though something might not be a pure Metroidvania game. If you say Metroidvania, it's kind of oh okay, I get right. what you mean. Um, whereas if we're, you're trying to describe 
is imagine trying to read the review for Marvel Spider-Man if someone said this is a Spider-Man action adventure game that also includes leveling up, suit customization, uh, building gadgets. And so it's, it's easier just to say no, it's easier. it is a Spider-Man action RPG. No, it's easier to say Spider-Man, this is an action adventure game that includes progression. I was going to say, like, the Tomb Raider argument's kind of interesting. Because um, you you could, I guess, fit Tomb Raider into all Hi, four Daisy. of those. Hi, Daisy. Bye, Daisy. Yeah, I know. She's sitting right there. <laughs> I want to be you part could, of the podcast. I, <laughs> Just... you, you probably could fit um, the Tomb Raider reboot into all four of those, or has all four of those elements, right? There is meaningful character progression, which you get experience from a variety of activities. Um, you know, cause there, and there, uh, is character customization. Yeah. You can choose the different, um, you choose her skins. She has outfits. Yeah. Well, there's skins and there's different things that you can, um, there's a leveling up. Yeah. yeah there's, 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 um, there's a variety of lootable and craftable items, there right? Is. You can skin, skin the animals and craft shit. Um, but the, where it fails, I think, though, is the last one. There's the emphasis on conflict resolution is not um, anything outside of uh, Twitch skills. Like it's still it's still based on your ability to. I, I, I'm, the, I'm actually the kind of in terms of the purest form of RPG. I'm leaning towards Mitch's definition, which is you, that you start with a a blank as canvas as you can. Right. Um, so someone might have a mild backstory, but everything from that point on is your choice about how that character goes, where you would not have that in um, a more linear setting like Spider-Man or Tomb Raider. Right. Because they, whilst you can go off and do side quests and things like that, you are, you are following that narrow path. Whereas something like Fallout um, or Mass Effect, for want of naming more, you do mm. have the ability to influence how you go about getting doing, to your conclusion doing the things, or even yeah. if you even or even multiple conclusions whereas in the two game in tomb raider there is only one conclusion you fight at the end and you win or you lose and then if you lose you replay the fight yeah and in some yeah. in some instances like i get it in the definition you have broke off from the long named thing that i don't remember off the top of my head some fiery god of rage um i'm just gonna keep naming like really random things of like what i think it is and i'm just gonna keep getting it wrong um <laughs> it's just it's gonna be the gag this episode um but uh you know yes so it does not technically fit the scheme of an rpg because it doesn't fulfill all four because it has to fulfill all four requirements correct well, that's my understanding. Is that, so? Yeah, it needs so that's to be why they to... co-op and say they can say action RPG because it has four, three of the four elements. But anyway, um, uh, kind of going back a little bit to McWamble's point, I get the industry kind of just being like we've said it for so long. Now it's just co-opted as you know JRPG. But I don't. I think it's actually more confusing to the player than it really uh, to to a person coming in. To the games industry trying to understand what does this game do uh by saying that this game's an action rpg because i think okay. when you when you look at spider-man and then you compare something like fallout 
when you put those elements together and you say, this is an RPG. Now, this is Spider-Man. This is an action RPG. How many of those elements do you really think are so similar that it would make it very clear to you as the customer that Spider-Man is like Fallout except as action in it? I think it's really confusing. So in in which case, is it how much is The Witcher an RPG? Because I The Witcher already it. has that set. That's that character. I, it's an action. That's, it's honestly, an action adventure game. So that, that's one of the things that kind of turned me off. Because I I agree with you guys. Like in terms of the the blank canvas, I I like character creation. I like to you know um, define who I am in the game world. So as Matt, much as possible. Um, I can't remember what game it was you were playing, um, but there was a little while ago. We said how far have you got in the game, and you said I'm still building my character. And this is after but, uh, about two days. I can't remember what game it was you were playing. Why? It might have been I your don't... replay of Morrowind. Yeah, same thing, right? Like, yeah, I could take, you know, an hour or two hours just doing the character creation. Um, yeah, so, I mean, that's one of the things that turned me off about Witcher, uh, combined with the floaty combat. Um, that's why I kind of bounced off of three. Uh, yeah, the unresponsive... I can hit a guy a thousand times, but somehow it's there's not no, feeling like I'm hitting him. There's no feedback in that game. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. It's, it is. So I, I'd, I'd, I'd say that Cyberpunk 2077 is more of an RPG than The Witcher. Cyberpunk yeah, is an RPG. Sure. Yeah, definitely. It has player choice. It starts a character from scratch. You have actually multiple ways you can handle things whether that is talking or not talking um like that cyberpunk 2077 for all the bugginess and how it's just an average game it is it still is an actual rpg all right so the pixel points definition would include um basically having uh the the broadest possible or the blankest canvas with the broadest possible options available. Like mm-hmm. the the more the more open it is, the more of an RPG it is. I'll be right back. All right. I what I not necessarily, but maybe well yeah, anything from create your own character all the way through to what you've got in uh, Elden Ring. And the Souls series, which is pick your avatar and here's the backstory. Um, right. But you're, it's you who's making that selection rather than the game telling you you are playing as this person with this backstory. It's you who's going through and, and actually, so, you, so you're actually setting up that complete narrative for yourself. Right. So you you complete the narrative journey that's that's probably more um and it's more an expansion on number four of the um gore the god killer definition comic book reference thanks matt um so it's it's not necessarily just about being able to have those um encounters that don't rely on twitch skills you being able to complete start 
and complete your own narrative story okay. within the framework of the world. So it's not just you making decisions along a linear path. So do I go left or right? Do I smash a window or use a door? Right. It's actually more. It's more fundamental than that. Do you um, do you have any experience with dungeon crawlers at all? Like where you build the entire party from scratch and then have to you know go through uh, a maze. I played dark. I played darkest dungeon a bit. Okay. So, would we describe the darkest dungeon? Is that an RPG? I think so. I think it's yeah. I mean, it's um, it's definitely rooted in more of a tabletop uh, uh, type experience, but it's I, I would call it an RPG. Even though you're even though you're recruiting characters from a pool of randomly generated characters, um, you're still you're still able to like name those characters, put the you know put your own gear and stuff on them. Yeah, and you expand the world as you go. Yeah, and it's your, you do have choice around what it is you expand outside of the early stages where they say no, you have to unlock the this and right. you have to unlock that. Right. Um, Outside of that, I, I can't say I'm actually a big fan of dungeon crawlers. I, f I find the repetitive nature of them to be somewhat annoying. Says the guy who plays um, Battle Royale games. <laughs> yeah. I was just curious. I think because um, I would, I still consider dungeon crawlers to be RPGs, um, you know, in a way, at least tangentially related to the. The genre. Are they an isometric action game? Um, I mean, I don't know. Like, uh, where where would you put uh, something like Pillars of Eternity or Torment, uh, stuff like that? Because it's uh, still it's still an RPG, and it's even though it's closer to a tabletop experience. Well, I'd click on the icon and drag it to the recycling bin. <laughs> so, so not the type of game you would play. I, I tried Diablo 3. Okay. I I ended up... Um, the last two whole chapters of that I played with the sound off because I just did not care um, about the story. I didn't... The voice acting wasn't particularly good. The story wasn't interesting at all. And the sound effects became egregiously... Um, egregious to my ears. It does get pretty busy. Um, the more you unlock, for sure. Yeah, I'm, I don't know where I sit with that because if we were taking the, the pure definition, is this all semantics? Should we just say this is semantics and all we'll go off with our, and go off on our separate ways? Well, sure. I mean, it can be. <laughs> well, here's a. Do you find another definition? Well, oh, Mitch, I don't know whether you'll like you'll like this before you do your um do your definition. So what I've what I've added is so kind of like you were saying, you start with a you, your ability to create a character. I've kind of expanded that to you have the ability to um, define the character and their narrative journey. Yeah, I agree with that. Hands down, absolutely. Like you are, you are crafting your own story. Truly crafting yeah. your own story, using the world around you to craft that story. 
comparative to the story is set for you and you experience a story. Because but like if I because like if I go and play an RPG, I should be able to play that game three to six, three to six times and be able to have a very different experience on each of those playthroughs. Of and when I mean very, I don't mean just oh, I got different ability. I got a different type of ability here. It's like my no, suit is like, red now. Yeah, it's like no, it's <laughs> I made. Certain choices I made completely changed the way I played the game because of a certain plot point changed or um, a certain quest that I did ended up changing the entire game for me. It's like the, that kind of stuff. No, I didn't find another. I felt like I looked up another one, but it was so generic that it was like you could fit into any category. So, okay. I like our definition better. <laughs> So, so, would, would so we take that, that fifth point. Fifth point. Is that, would that be point five on the the scale, Matt? What do you mean? That we create our own narrative journey. We create our character no. with their own narrative no, journey. We're, we're not adding to the devil man's devil, the devil man rage, <laughs> fiery gods, person's thingy. We are creating our own, and he must copy us. So he gives us. <laughs> So he cites our source as uh, us as a better source than he, whoever this man is. Acts of the Blood Goddess, two women, I think, who do that podcast. So if they ever picked up oh, on this, that would be quite interesting. I'm so sorry. <laughs> sorry. Whoever this, whoever these people are, these women, uh, you know, why don't we uh, send I'm, it to them? Sure. And send, uh, we should send them this episode and say, this is our definition. <laughs> beat that uh, i don't know I don't, I don't know if they would care um, or maybe invite but, them on the show and then we can debate their uh we can debate we, we on are far and... too small for the for them yeah um sure. wait talking the... about we are bigger than we are the only global gaming podcast that covers two great things with great beer and video games i don't think there's another podcast that has that i don't i don't know if we're bigger than jesus though it's a beatles if, if it, does, does does jesus have a brewery <laughs> Um, what? What? I don't know. Is Just it, bring in Brewdog, when... and then you'll. Then we got a Brewdog sponsorship, don't we? <laughs> Matt, when when you first pitched it, I was kind of thinking, well, how how do we talk about this? Because every everything is seemingly blending now. Well, yeah. So that was what I was thinking. Was like, um, you know, you brought up. Uh, Tomb Raider, I was thinking, immediately thought of uh, Call of Duty and specifically Modern Warfare and the multiplayer. And I was like, you know, those things are, that's like kind of, you know, like oh, everything has freaking RPG elements in it, in it anymore. It, there, There's really no game that doesn't have some aspect of. Well, uh, I would I would push back a little bit and say, I think games have always had RPG elements in them. They've always had them. It's that they are just... It's like an example. When I go play Resident Evil 1 on the PlayStation 1, there is an RPG element in the game. I am progressing and adding new weapons to my character that makes me more powerful that allows me to progress through the game. Like, that's every video game known to man. The RPG... When I played Super Mario on the Game Boy... I picked up that fire flower yeah. and I would shoot fireballs at Goombas. Yeah. And like, <laughs> so the RPG has not co-opt progression at all. It's, I think that 
uh, games have evolved faster to finding new ways to have the player progress that they have taken some elements from some RPGs where that is progression is a huge component of that type of game and they put them in it. And then all of a sudden they said, well, that's an RPG. And it's like, no, it's not. It's just progression. It's just basic progression in a game to make you better than when you started. Because if you have the same tools, and we have this example with um, Prince of Persia, um, the the reboot, um, it would have been the re-reboot. So it'd be the second reboot, the cel-shaded one that came out in like 2005, 2006, whatever. Um, it was 2008. Later than that, right? 2008. Yeah, it okay. Was, it was 360, I think. Yeah, it was, it was PS3 360. So 2008, when that came out, your character does not progress at all, except for one element, and that is for puzzle solving. Besides that, the the prince does not get new abilities at all throughout the entire game, and it got ridiculed for that, which I understand. Um. But because like your tool set was exactly the same you started, the combos you could do were the same as when you started the game. It's that you just got better at using the combos when you played further. But in the end, it still wasn't that good because the progression wasn't there. So like progression is not an RPG only thing. Progression has been in every video game. Well, I was going to say, I think I think the definition works better the further back you go into video games in, in history. But I do think we we hit a point specifically w- with that transition to HD where the genre lens just got extremely blurred. Well, because um, we have the technology to do more. Yeah. Well, this is where this, my cynicism is going to kick in momentarily, um, which is the ability to do more isn't necessarily a good thing. Um, so if you take the what Matt's mentioned about the progression um, in Call of Duty multiplayer to unlock new attachments and then that transitioning over into Warzone, that was an that created a artificial grind in order to keep player engagement. Um, so, it, so the whole point about then then taking something which is another kind of blurred line action slash rpg game like assassin's creed uh origins and what was the greek one the greek one what are you talking about odyssey what was the odyssey um mm. where odyssey yes indeed odyssey yes i'm just sorry <laughs> that's what i think of when i think of odyssey <laughs> so taking both of those there's there's they've artificially gated progression and then made the game so lengthy and grindy that you have to buy XP boosters to make the grind less grindy. So so it's almost as if developers have looked at elements of the pure definition of RPG that we've talked about and said, oh, we can take that and put it into this style of game and then we can turn this style of game into something else and we can make our game longer and increase our player engagement period yeah okay and then and then and then the accountants got hold of it and said your player engagement period is too short 
Um, so then, then they made it even more grindy and then sold you things to relieve the grind. Yeah. Cynical. Well, I will tell you one thing that is not... I would not consider an RPG element at all whatsoever. And that Microtransactions. is... Microtransactions. Weapon degradation. <laughs> because it actually doesn't progress the player at all. It de-progresses the... What's a... What, de-progress? What's the... Degress. Degress? Degress? Yeah, degresses, Evan, the character. Because you lost the weapon that made them good in the first place. So, kind of interesting. Uh, Legend of Zelda is not a 10. No, well, weapon degradation is in uh, Elder Scrolls Four Oblivion. Yeah, and guess what? It's, it's not. Also, it's, it's not in Skyrim because it is so. Because they learned their lesson. They said weapon <laughs> degradation is not a real thing. No, so it's interesting. All right, so the guy that um, helped design the systems for uh, Morrowind and Oblivion, Ken Rolston, he left. Uh, he left Bethesda shortly after Oblivion and went to go work for. Uh, 338 Studios, which is the company that made Kingdoms of Amalur. Mm. Um, so, That's unfortunate. Right. And that game has weapon degradation, but Skyrim doesn't. And guess yeah. what? Guess, guess which one is known as like the best Elder Scrolls ever that sells so many copies? I bet it's the one uh, that doesn't have weapon degradation. It's probably the one. It's probably the one thing that I enjoyed them getting rid of for sure. Would we say is 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 the Legend of Zelda breath breath in the wilderness? Is that is that an RPG? No, I would I would say it's a adventure game. It's an action adventure game. Yeah, minus it's a, it's... minus minus the fun action. Uh, yeah. So it's so it's tedious action with a fun adventure game. Well, there's no there's no. Um... There's no conversations. Yeah, there's no there's no there's no experience points or anything either. You don't start with a blank blank slate. Kind of. The story starts you with a blank slate, but you do not customize nor create the story of your own character. The the story is set. Yeah, yeah. That's why I don't consider um, even any of the um, the Souls games. They're not RPGs. Anyone that tells so me would, a Souls game is an RPG, it does not fit the definition. You, well, you do create your character, though. But you do not you do not form a story. You don't really form your own story, though. The way you're interacting with the world is not informing the, the narrative, is that what you're saying? Well, you just... No, because there's only one set narrative. Yeah, there isn't, there, there's, there a couple, like... there's a couple alternate endings based off like what you pick up, but that's not enough. Okay. And like, right. yes, are they? Are there a few moments where like you can make a decision about something, but it affects the game a little bit? Yes, but it's not dramatically affecting this entire playthrough. Like, you could lose a person and and not fight a certain boss. That's not really. It's not like you're going to end up in. Uh, if do you have enough intelligence points to talk your way out of the fight with Father Gascoigne? Yeah. Right. Right. There you go. It's like the the elements you put some of the elements you put into the character you don't even know how to use or won't even use for an entire playthrough. Whereas okay. like if you're playing an RPG, you use every element. 
Like that's why it's so important to put these points in certain areas because you, and that's the other point is, at, and, and this is, I think all the Souls games, and I've played them, trust me, uh, are not accessible because I don't know what I'm putting my points into. Where in like actual <laughs> RPGs, they you know you're putting your points into something because you notice it. I could go through an entire Souls game without noticing putting points into something and notice not in like notice. So like I could not put points into something and completely miss what that is going to do to help my character. Whereas in an RPG, you feel it. You're like, you didn't put your points in intelligence. Well, this conversation turned bad because you didn't have the brains to handle this element. And it was clear to the player to say, you do not have this. Whereas in something like a Souls game, they even when they give you those type of elements, they do not like you. They are not noticeable enough to go. Oh, if I had this, I would have known that. Like it's like no, that's not happens okay. in a Souls game. So they are not RPGs. I, I, they are action adventure games. I, so I've got a, I've got a question for you. Does does Sony actually have any rpgs that we would fit into our no. definition that we've discussed they don't i mean not that I think... not that i know of but like sorry i should you can say... neither confirm nor deny sorry i should say this for anything that sony has yeah i cannot confirm or deny it's, anything it's, sony it's has available in... currently that is available currently in their library and what studios have worked on in the past or have been, or announced, has been officially announced. Been officially yeah. announced. No, they don't have. I, I don't recall them ever making an RPG. <laughs> like, what's their? Because yeah, even something, even something like Forspoken, which is going to be PlayStation exclusive, that's oh, it's that's just a timed exclusive. Square Enix. Um, I'm, I'm not, would I would I class Forspoken as as an RPG? No. From our definition, probably not. No, that's a no. That's an, action, that's an action, that's an action adventure game. Well, that's more well, especially of a, since the character is so well defined. It's right. also actually more of a JRPG because it's made by a Japanese studio. But that's just because it's yeah, own weird definition. Making it for a more Western audience, which actually makes me think that I might play it and not just immediately hate all the dialogue. And well, the, voice the writing was written by Amy Hedig. Yeah. Um, so, so, second question then. Avowed. What do we think? That's an RPG. The format of Avowed might take. That's an RPG. I mean, the room. The, well, the rumor is that it's basically going to be Obsidian Skyrim, right? And um, that's the rumor. But well, yeah, well, yeah and just based on the clip that, uh, like the teaser trailer. Um, the player character in first person does like these rune symbols and things, and that is all in uh, tyranny. Well, tyranny um, has a, the magic system is based on the same type of runes. Well, and also look at their um, pedigree. Like they they make RPGs. They are an RPG studio. Like, not saying that a studio can't shift, but this studio is like in its heyday right now. Like it with the Outer Worlds being as big as it is, which I really enjoyed Outer Worlds. And I think if anyone had wanted to be introduced into an RPG, the Outer Worlds is a great game to be introduced into an RPG. I think it is very digestible as a new player. 
Um, so I really highly recommend it to players that have never played an RPG before. That is one I extremely recommend you try as your first RPG if you want to get a good experience and one that is not overly complicated and explains things really well to the character and you feel everything as you go through the game and then start diving into like the Skyrims and stuff when you have a feel for if you're liking the RPG. But anyway, they that that's their pedigree. I don't see them not changing that. Why? Do you have a feeling or are you just doing it to make us talk? <laughs> I'm just doing it to make you talk, but also it's, it, I did find it interesting because I thought whilst we were whilst we on the topic, I'd, I'd pull up the Xbox Game Pass app. Uh, Do they label it um, something? They well, is it they, the categories that they have for um, Game Pass are indie, family friendly, classic, shooters, sports, action adventure, platformers, and fighters and brawlers. Why is there no RPGs? As just about to say, conspicuous absence of. RPGs in that list. What is what is Fallout under? Like, um, click on the Fallout game and just see what it. Here, I have Game Pass right here. Just, what am I talking about? I just opened it up Game Pass. Yeah, I'm just signing in right now to see if I can pull it up. If it works, this app is ridiculous on PC. <laughs> I remember the, seeing the, the, outer, the outer world. The outer worlds, Mass Effect, um, both appear under shooter. Interesting. Okay. Fallout's probably shooter as well. Fallout 4 is a... No, it's a role-playing. Is there role-playing as a category? Not on the app there, isn't Oh, well, there is a category for role-playing. I just clicked on it. So they have, for role-playing, they have Among Us, uh, Fallout Shelter, um, Minecraft Dungeons, um, Ark, Hearts of Iron, Heartland, Final Fantasy Fifteen. So I do see, I do see an RPG category on my end. That's interesting. They've got a Plague Tale Innocence. Um, That's an RPG. Oh That's my not, god, not that is RPG. not an RPG. I don't think, I don't think it is either. But it's if you pull up the category RPG. What? Under, who who works? Uh, Phil Spencer, what the heck are you doing? Do you not know video <laughs> games? Because clearly he can't come out with any. Now he doesn't even know what an RPG is. Dead Cells. That is, is, that's like the game. most action adventure game ever. That's more of an adventure game for God's sakes, not even action. I would say I would say Dead Cells is uh, is a Metroidvania for sure, and not really an RPG. Oh my God, who is doing this categorizing? Jesus. Um, all three of the Fable games are on here. Which I think is a plus. Hey, I think um, I found a new. How is Mortal Kombat a role-playing game? What is that? Is that what does that show up when you pull it up? <laughs> when I pull up role-playing, Mortal Kombat Eleven. Interesting. Back for Blood is a role-playing game. Football, Football Manager is a role-playing game. Um, Halo Infinite that... is a role-playing game. What the hell are you talking about? Oh my gosh, I. Honestly, next week we should just do a segment of uh, of making fun of Microsoft for how bad they who's, do their who's topics. Who's doing the cataloging at Microsoft? Yeah, <laughs> lost in seriously, lost in random. Big He's, Phil, sorry, it, what the hell? Because there's no category for um, RPGs on the Game Pass app. I just thought I'd search, and there are quite a lot on here that 
you would say, yes, those are definitely role-playing games. Um, but there's some on here that are just thinking, what the heck? Um, <laughs> Man-eater. Is That's, what? Yeah, not... A shark game. Is because they're what? Is a not is classic is categorized as a role playing game. Oh my so, god! I suppose no. I suppose in the sense of you role play as a shark. I mean, you physically if, roll I mean, with if, the shark. I mean, if anything, it's closer. It's actually cl- mm, nah. It's more of a just an action game. It's yeah. I mean, it's really hard on the um, RPG elements. But it's not an RPG. <laughs> they do have Greedfall listed, so they've yes, they've they do pushed, have Greedfall listed. Okay, so here, here we go. So the Outer World is labeled as action adventure role playing single player. Okay. Which so hang so on. basically so they on, combine tags you... on these games. So like it's more than one tag combinations. Sorry, Keith, go ahead. So I'm still confused as to why there seems to be this. Um, differentiation and categorization try saying that three times fast um from the app which i've got as a xbox user and you two is using the pc app that they seem to have just thought that oh if you're playing it on a console you don't actually care very much it's seemingly that's the impression that i get from the, the fact that it's absent is it um okay that you to can its, to its credit ro- uh, sorry plague ted instance is labeled action adventure role playing they're just two separate tags if you click on one tag it gives you that's, that's so stupid what is going on sorry yeah. go ahead but having having so i understand the outer worlds is you from a first person and you you can do a lot of shooting in it um but you can also talk your way through the entire game uh, can you I'm pretty sure you can. They said that I, you can do a you can do a pacifist run in it. Well, alright, so you might be able to stealth your way through some of the combat and not actually have to worry about it. Um So I'm I'm just confused as to why that's described as a first person shooter and not. Okay. Um uh, to be fair, let's do this. I'm gonna go look at the PlayStation store. See what they have listed as RPGs. See what they have listed as RPGs. I think Just that's Final all. Final Fantasy, Yakuza. <laughs> I well, I would consider the Yakuza games uh, RPGs, even though I, uh, they're action I, games. I mean, I think it's only fair we do this. You know, hey, I'm the one that's saying this, fellas. I'm not the. I'm, I I could have walked away and just been like, let's not do this, but. The Yakuza franchise is an action franchise. It's not a role playing. It's not a classic purist and this is pu- this is the purist rpg so the the playstation store when you pull up role-playing games the first two games that are listed elden ring and assassin's creed valhalla the third game is bloodborne the fourth game is fallout 4 which i think is the f- under what we would each consider to be an rpg that's the first fallout 4 is probably the first game check check this out when you you would think Horizon Forbidden West, in the current mantra of video games, would be labeled as an action RPG, correct? Well, Zero yeah. Dawn Zero Dawn is on there. Yeah, but uh, but if you look at Forbidden West, it is only an action game. Open world action, yeah. Okay. Not even open world. It's just action game. Yeah, God damn, makes me feel old. I went into the classic section in the Xbox app and Mass Effect 3 is on there. 
Nice. Um, let's see. Let me, let me look up more games. Let's go to... I would say more more of these uh, that are listed on the PlayStation Store, I would consider RPGs than what uh, Xbox and Microsoft have listed for sure. Deathloop. So, to, to, Deathloop to, to, is naive. To, oh, Deathloop. Action game. Yeah, so to prove my point out. about um, the Yakuza franchise, and I just clicked on Fighters and Brawlers in the catalog, and it's got Yakuza 6, The Song of Life. Okay. So it's a, it's a brawler. Not an RPG. Okay. So oh, there, there Matt. <laughs> Xbox has spoken. Um, yeah, I would say these definitions from PlayStation are, are are much better. Yeah, they've got Persona Five. Because yeah, I guess I would say Elden Ring is a role playing game. It's not an RPG. No, 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 no. Sorry, no, it's not an RPG. You're contradicting yourself. I'm contradicting myself. Sorry, I was thinking of um, what was it? I was thinking of something else when I was thinking about. Uh, let's see. Let's look at. Right, sh- should we call it there, guys? No, no, no. I gotta find one more. I gotta find one more from the PlayStation Store. Let's see. We we looked up a bunch. We gotta be fair. We gotta be fair. Um, name me a game. Oh, let's look at Mortal Kombat. Apples and oranges. Let's compare them. Apples to apples. Let's go. See how they have it labeled. How is it labeled? It is labeled fighting game. Wow. <laughs> Wow, I think uh, Microsoft should look into hiring whoever does the the labels on at Sony because, um, <laughs> God, is Phil Spencer just what is he doing all day? Is he just sitting in his office like I want to buy that company? I want to buy that he's, company. He's counting wanna, his uh, money. I want to buy and, that company. Um, he's counting his money that he's losing off Game Pass subscribers dropping the service because <laughs> his games don't come out. <laughs> he he doesn't he doesn't need that money. I know. Um, I think the the main thing is he's counting his money whilst crying at the fact that he might get dropped as Singapore's favourite um, Essex-based podcast friend of the show. <laughs> yeah, they did look so, quite disappointed when he times. when he when he dropped the ball again for the hundredth time. And then, oh, okay. Well, let's end it this way: of like, let's do one quick round of the news of the day of. Phil Spencer had a shot at Spider-Man. He had a shot at Marvel. And he said no. Who says that? I, Who does I'm that? Sure, Phil I'm wasn't curious. in charge then. Yes, he was. He was. Yeah, he had, he was he in had charge. just come on. He came on. Two, he was in two years. I'm curious to know what the deal was that um, they tried to give Microsoft... It was probably the same deal because they went to Microsoft first. Well, <laughs> maybe. That's maybe, crazy. And maybe... Maybe the split was not what they were expecting. Who cares what the split is? You well, sell more copies. It's freaking Spider-Man. It's it's the it's one of the biggest selling games on PlayStation because they sold fifteen you, freaking million copies. Like, well, no. you 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 don't. You're, there's no guarantee that you're going to get Insomniac Spider-Man. You could have gotten Superman sixty-four. You know what I mean? Like oh, it could have been a horrible fucking game. T- t- I don't disagree, but the fact that just pass on it and they don't even give it a shot. I don't know. We don't know what happened in those talks and what happened, you know, behind closed doors. Mm. I, th- I think yeah, I think that was like I don't, that was a seventh strike. I don't, I don't necessarily think that just taking a Marvel IP at the time when it was it was heating up hugely, if not already burning, um, is necess- just coming off the 
I think if right, if you if you catastrophize that scenario, so we've just come off the shittiest presentation of Xbox, we have got some serious work to do. Right. Someone comes in, pitches you. We want you, or we would like you to make the game of the most popular comic book hero ever. And Phil's probably looking around thinking, I don't think we can do this without fucking it up. <laughs> right. Do we really need a major Marvel property screw up on our hands? Well, so I. And is, is that is and then he's probably thinking I can probably get away with doing a load of crap and not putting out any games in say six years time, but if I screw up one Marvel property, am I going to get fired, or am I just going to get um, one a few people on podcast to bitch at me um, when when the story well, comes? Well, not the, he's not the only we're not the only few, but yeah, I know. <laughs> right, right. Um, well, and to be fair, it was not. That was for Spider-Man. It was just for the Marvel license to do a Marvel character. Is what it, well, it was. What it was under my understanding. Like the negotiation could be any Marvel character. They were shopping specifically Spider-Man, but the negotiation involved any Marvel character with the Marvel license. The fact that I get it, and I get the fact of like, yeah, they may not have been in a place of strength to be able to say to do it. But the response that they gave was, "We're fine with the lineup we have," which was, yeah, "You've got Gears, you've got to say that, Forza, though. and Halo. That's all you have. You can still." I think people would have been, and again, I'm all for Microsoft doing great because I want to play great games. That's all I want to do, right? Right. And and how how could how can PlayStation see? insomniac and say do spider-man for us when they just got done doing up an xbox game that's similar how does xbox not see that and go hey insomniac I mean, we and thanks for doing this game what do you think about spider-man i don't know sunset overdrive is not that compelling it may not be that me. compelling but you know the pedigree they you like the the one thing that that game had good, which I it didn't, which I, it didn't really do well commercially. I, I get that, and I told, but there's a difference between a new IP and Spider-Man, right? And in the other, yeah. uh, the other element with that too is, yes, I agree with you. The game is not great. I mean, I but I think one thing that the, the game does stand out with is its traversal. And what is Spider-Man? Traversal. Yeah. So like, if if that's the best thing that they have. Microsoft could could have supported them to bring in the other elements, just like Sony did with when they brought in Spider Man. I just think is, yes, could you have a major fuck up on your hands? Absolutely. That's any risk you take in this industry. Any game you put out there is a risk of epic failure because these projects are big, they're massive. There's a lot of people working on them, and things can go wrong. It happens. But if you do not take the risk at all. You are not going to do anything. And this is what Microsoft has just proven to themselves, which is they have not taken any risk. Now they did, and uh, we're waiting for the fruits of their labor to appear, hopefully soon, but we, we're still waiting for it. But the fact that they're not taking any risk at all, I mean, it showed their commitment to really bringing games to their platform. Right. 
Like who? Oh, if if you have the Spider-Man license, you could shop it anywhere. It does. You don't have to have an internal studio. Like, heck, Sony did it with an external partner at the time. Insomniac was not a part of PlayStation. Yes, did they have a prior relationship? But so did Microsoft. So it didn't. It didn't matter if they didn't have a studio. You just need to find the right partner. And Microsoft could have found the right partner. And it's that. It's more the the hindsight of seeing. You have one of the biggest properties in the world that no matter what, even if the game bombed, it probably was sold enough copies to do pretty well because it still has the Spider-Man name on it, right? Like even if it was average and they could still improve on it and work on it and make it better. Microsoft had the tools to do it. The fact they passed on it, I think, is just extremely bigot-headedness and not farsightedness enough. I don't know. I don't know. Again, I don't know all the crux of the deal, but coming from what I'm seeing here in front of me from what Microsoft has done the last five years since that time that they could have seen the property, it was actually longer, I think it was like eight years ago, they were given the opportunity. How you did not try is behoveled of me, but that's just me. I don't even know if behoveled is a word, but it's I not. like it. It's, a, it's my um, uh, so uh, I think it's in terms of we don't know what was going on. We don't know what the corporate uh, appetite was for for that at the time. I'm I'm guessing that after the bomb that was the Xbox One, and and as much as we could say Phil was in charge, is that we don't know he wasn't he didn't have the sense of the strength in his own autonomy that he's got now, which could, we, I feel like we could criticize him for things that are happening now more so than what two years happening? into taking over from the shit show that was, um, Don Matrick, Don yeah. Matrick. The thing that I find more disturbing about the games industry news at the moment is EA trying to <laughs> sell a merger to people where they're still with, in charge. Andrew, <laughs> With Andrew Wilson saying, oh, yeah, I want to be your boss. Can we merge, but can I still be boss? Yeah, I'm the one looking to merge. Yeah. Because so we're not I'm doing so hot. From... <laughs> but like, I, but that, make but... me in charge because I'm good at making us do not so hot. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of like Microsoft right now, but that's just... A... I don't know if he's had a malfunction in his positronic brain network. Um, that's making him think like this. Well, he's just but really he just, enjoying that CEO paycheck. But he can he can still get that, and he can. I don't know if he's worried about future earnings for, and then Did him just not being ask able for to, the golden parachute for God's sakes. Yeah, I, I, that's that that bemuses me more than any decision that Microsoft may turning down a Marvel property. So why would you rock up to? to Microsoft or um, who else did they try and hawk who else did um, Andrew Wilson try and hawk himself to more than anything else because he's trying to sell himself rather than oh, he sell didn't himself go to, he and didn't, the company he didn't go to Microsoft he went to NBC um, NBC Universal um, that's where he went Com was it Comcast he, he went to Comcast he went to Facebook and he went to Google he did not go to Microsoft well, if I remember if I remember the report correctly Oh no, he shouldn't have not never went because what well, if you're Microsoft that that's a deal you almost don't want to take. 
Like, yeah, because yeah. what, the, what properties do you have that's worth it? Like what you have, you're going to absorb another RPG studio in Bethesda. I mean, not Bethesda. I'm sorry. Um, Bioware. Uh, Bioware. Bioware. Uh, the bees are bugging me. Um, uh, the, uh, and then you're going to absorb. Okay. So yeah, you'll absorb another first person shooter that apparently Halo Halo is your greatest one. So don't want to absorb another, uh, competitor. Um, and then on top of that, you're going to absorb sports games where now I don't know the reasoning behind PlayStation having to uh, going with the show going multi-platform. I don't know if that's an internal thing or if that was a licensed thing. But you know that if you're going to want the license of the NFL, they are going to tell them that, hey, either you put this all multi-platform or we're not going to let you have the license. And then if. I, like it, they, it, it affects affects a lot of things because uh, EA is a licensed company. It's a lot of licenses. Um, the the reason that I say go to Microsoft is why why do you not feel that you would get uh, and the the answers in in the previous statement, which is Andrew Wilson hawking himself as well as the company. So he's not going to go to Microsoft because he knows Phil Spencer's in charge. He's not going to go to um, Sony because he knows uh, Jim Ryan's in charge. He's trying to find a way to shoehorn himself into a new role and, Phil and take the company give, with him. Phil Spencer's going to give up his role as head of Xbox? I don't think so. Of course so. he's not. Because so he's done such he a didn't... great job. He's, he thinks he's, he's man of the year. I'd, I'd well rather have Phil no Spencer games, in charge friend. than Andrew Wilson. I mean, and I would do. You guys don't think you guys don't think that um, they knew that the FIFA license was running out, and this is just a way to. Well, the thing is, I think they would avoid have, avoid the ship sinking. I think I think to be honest, they would have had to disclose that when they were talking with um, the merger before. Well, they yeah, get and purchased. it's probably it's probably why nobody's picked them up. Exactly. Because they're like, you lost the FIFA license. That's one of the biggest. That's that's one of your biggest juggernauts, especially it, because of the microtransactions bringing in billions of dollars a year just in microtransactions. Well, yeah, that in the in the mobile games for sure. Right. Well, the 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 worry that that as much as I dislike um, how Andrew Wilson conducts himself and probably him as an individual, if from what we've seen of his corporate mentality um would he take himself out to the hole in the car park at the back of ea studios and bury himself with all of the other dead developers that they've killed off over the years probably not um but no he probably has a monastery of how many he killed off just to, as a, a show of pride <laughs> just little statues of them yeah um he's being like yeah they were a great studio but they didn't make good they didn't make money sayonara little tiny little incense burner next to them well no he he has um, little statues and then he has a little like nerf gun he shoots down the statues being like i took them out <laughs> the fifa the fifa license thing is somewhat outside of ea's control because ea aren't big enough to afford what fifa were asking well, yeah. They, want, I mean, they wanted billions. Oh, yeah. And I think, I think and what they, FIFA was asking was ridiculous anyway, but... Yeah. Mm, not really. I mean, 
if if they're going to, which I, I think we all can agree that we all disagree of how FIFA handles the microtransaction thing, but if the money's there and it's because of the license that the money is there, then we don't know then, if it's the license that's generating the revenue or the true. so and this true. is the, this is the thing. But so FIFA, the FIFA FIFA's taken on their own risk now and EA has decided to deal try and deal with their own um potential risk of losing the license or giving up the license even so last year the, the revenues just from microtransactions in fifa ultimate team 1.62 billion dollars I, I i get that so, but i think i think in my mind like an example would be i would not play a madden game if it did not have the nfl license if i can't play as the chicago bears i will not be buying that game you I try. I don't want to play as the Chicago Bears. I tried. I tried one of those games before, and it's not the same. Because I like. Because almost as if, and going back to the topic that we had, which is an RPG, these sports games are are very similar to an RPG. Very similar. They're not an RPG, but because I can play as the character, I would actually can. Uh, because I can play as the character through their eyes, almost in a sense, and be them. Mitch creates himself playing quarterback for the Chicago Bulls. I've done that before. <laughs> I mean, I played quarterback for Chicago Bears. Uh, but yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I will tell you now, if uh, if there is no NFL license on a Madden game, I'm not going to buy the game. I'm going wherever the license will go. Um, so, you know, it will be interesting to see how it affects the game. Um well, it's, it'll be interesting to see as well how FIFA manage it themselves because... Mm-hmm. There's two there's two elements to this. One is that they can just license it let out to the license else. let the license be free and do the thing that I think that they will do and just cash in on loads of horrible um, microtransaction field mobile games to um, try and get the a, a share of that forty five forty five billion um, dollar Chinese market. Um, at the same time, they they may look to engage a studio and make their own FIFA football game that's full of microtransactions. Are they, where where is the studio that's got the same pedigree? Two K and because yeah, I think would two K want to pay what FIFA are asking? Well, here's the Probably thing. Not, I, I think but... I think where this will actually go for FIFA is because FIFA is going to ask for so much money. I like like obviously if this own studio thing doesn't work in there and it, it's not successful. It's going to fall flat on its face. They do if, not know how to if, run a fucking World Cup football if, championship, let well, alone a development studio. Okay, well if if it doesn't work out, this is where I see the path of the FIFA license going. I see that they shop it around, no one buys it because they're asking too much, and I see FIFA going, "Okay, we'll put it out there that you can purchase it." But we're not doing an exclusive. It will be free for people to purchase to use. So then maybe EA will come back to the table, but then 2K will come to the table. And there will be two competing football licensed games. So you're saying it's gonna be like uh, like the NBA. Yeah. I think it I think it will be very similar. Um, and I think that's something similar that maybe the NFL might go to as well. Yeah, I, I, I can Rather see I can see FIFA wanting yeah. to do a and then these, and then we'll get better games. Will we? Yeah. I, I, well, I, so it would people, mean, it would mean list- that it, 
it would mean that the license overall is going to be cheaper, right? Because if you've got yeah. um, multiple, uh, but overall you're making more, right? If you have multiple companies that are all licensing the 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 um, the rights to that particular thing, then you're going to make more money overall. So it could be it could be cheaper for EA and 2K. And to answer your but question, they, but they each get a shot at making a good game. Yeah, and to answer your question, Keith, yes, it will lead to better games. Uh, the The time of when I, people, when the time when people said the football games were the best, was when 2K was competing with 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 Madden, and 2K was the better game. And what changed that? EA bought the license, exclusive license to Madden, and now Madden is okay in small incremental growth, but really when 2k was competing with matt with the, with ea on the madden franchise it literally was the best football games we got at that time like, yeah i you're you you and this might be because you're not football football fans um you're you're looking at it from one side of the coin and the flip side is fifa being a greedy corrupt bastard of an organization so whilst I, I i do understand the point that having two competing um uh rights holders making two competing games may may create a better game potentially going back to how it was but fifa aren't necessarily interested in making a better game they are they are interested in the game of making as much money as humanly possible so that it may come down to someone saying well we want we want two games with a 30 70 percent revenue share 30 fifa 70 developer but in that we want a guaranteed billion dollar return annually yeah and make it make it happen um whereas so, they, yeah, they know so they that do. they can get they know that they can get some of that by making the horrible mobile games filled with microtransactions but it's got all of the players in it great why why do we need this why do we need to create a development studio to make a football game that can compete with whatever ea's soccer league might put out because i think um, i i also believe that the revenue is based off and, and then again i don't know football football i don't know the fifa like fifa the company or whatever the the league um but I would is also FIFA is the, the overall governing body for all of football globally. Gotcha. So I don't understand FIFA as much. So, but I also would see that it, the fan base is exuberant and, and 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 very loyal to their clubs, similar to football, um, in America. And I would think if if all of a sudden they stopped making a triple A football game, FIFA game. Of some kind, they the fans would be roar, would rage and and be so uproared that I think FIFA has I, no I, choice. I I don't again I don't think you understand how out of touch these people are with reality. But it will affect they, their bottom line, and they won't yeah. like that. Yeah, but it'll take some yeah. time before. I'm just saying, know. eventually. Yeah. I'm not saying it's instant, but I think it will affect their yeah. bottom line to the point they will change their mind. Like it will be torture. For multiple years, not having a AAA FIFA game if they don't find a partner or if they don't make it themselves, but they are going, going to be to frustrated. Be, and then they're, they're going, going to be looking at, at the success in, or next year because they won't have time to make the equivalent of FIFA 24 
they don't have the there's there's no way that they can build up a studio and pump out a game for yeah. No, I get you. I any, get you. They'll it, be skipping years. They, it, they could. It they, would be crap. Yeah, they're gonna see. Um, fo- they're gonna see football club, and they're gonna see where what what kind of revenue they're bringing in, and then they're gonna see. We really should focus on AAA development because look at the money they're making still. Yeah. Well, I. They, they are the type of organization that wants to not just eat their cake; they want to eat everyone's cake and have it too. I know. Um, and I, I so, know. I, I saw. I saw a uh, last week tonight with John Oliver covering FIFA, and it, I, I totally understand how greedy and how inappropriate and how corrupt the FIFA organization is in general. Like I, I don't. I don't doubt it. But I, I, I do think in the end, they will see reason. It's just not instant, like we would want it to be. I, I, I don't think they've actually realised how much effort it takes to create a game, even even yeah. of the incremental quality that FIFA's become. Um, and they've they've just looked at the numbers and thought we're not earning enough here. Yep. So let's let's take let if they're going to hand us back the license, what can can we do it ourselves? Yeah, we're FIFA. Of course, we can do it ourselves. We can do anything. We can give two two the last two World Cups. No, the last one in Russia and this one in Qatar to two of the most corrupt countries, criminal breaking countries in the world. Of course, we can do whatever we want. Um, and then the flip side of that is how do we fund this studio that we've we've got? Because we don't want to spend our own money because we hoard all of that ourselves. Well, we can palm off the license to a load of mobile app developers and get them to rake in loads of money from microtransactions on apps. And then we can use that to fund whatever we want to do here to compete with whatever EA do. Um, I think that's the way it's going to go. And if if it gets to the point where they're making so much money from just mobile, um, they just won't even bother. They won't even bother competing because they'll just be happy with all that money coming in that they don't want to spend the money that it would take to build the studio up. Well, I would. the, the, The part I disagree with you is that Yes, they may say I'm not going to bother making it my own AAA game, but they will put the license on a AAA game then if that's not going to happen because that is marketing, that is be that is the marketing that they want. That is an exposure yeah, they I'm get sure. in a game all year round. Like no matter what, there will I can they, actually see that. I can see them going back to EA and yeah. saying, "Do you want to end up in a revenue sharing agreement yeah. rather than we we just spent 50 or 25 million on trying to set up our own competitor that didn't work out. Um, can you, we'll go back to the table with you, or like you guys said, put it out there for EA and 2K um, or whomsoever else. Mm-hmm. But there, it will come with a stipulation that we want a guaranteed minimum annual revenue of X. Or adjusting it, or, yeah, or adjusting it where think- it's like a little higher percentage or something. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. I think it'll probably be both. It'll probably be like what you're saying because they they did go back to EA and say we want a billion dollars, right? Basically, that that yeah, was the year. right. So I think they'll I think they'll do all right. It's going to be five hundred million, but it's non exclusive. Yeah. And, and then as if they get you know a two K and EA you know both buying that license, then they've covered. Yeah, I think we're just saying in the end. There will be an EA license. There, there will be a FIFA licensed AAA game, one way or another. 
it just may not happen sooner than later, but eventually they will come. It will come back. I think it so. will come to you via some, Viacom some with capacity. Andrew Wilson and CEO. Yeah. Um, or not. Yeah. Before we before we go go, um, <laughs> wake me up. Um, before <laughs> before we go go, I I do want to um, just say, and I think I can speak for all of us in saying like the. Here in America, we had a, a very tragic um, thing where 19 kids, um, if I remember the numbers correctly, I correct me if I'm wrong, Burkoff, but I believe it was 19 kids were murdered. Um, 19 was the number I heard. Yeah. Okay, 19 kids. I know it's two, te- two, teachers. two teachers as well were murdered um, due to gun violence. And uh, I think we all can agree that, you know, the current gun laws in America are not what they should be. Um, and... We have different opinions on how that should work, but we all like, I think we all agree that the current status is not okay, and like um, we would highly encourage that you look into and uh, and um, basically things need to change because this should right, happen. Write to your congressman, write to your senators, um, because uh, how it stands at the moment is um, every day you live in America and go out to work or go out to do something you live with the risk that you might you or your loved ones might die in a mass shooting for no reason and if that's the price of freedom that you're willing to pay good for you but it wouldn't be a choice that i would like to make for myself or my family and as one that is an american that lives in this country i would agree with that 100 percent. so um but uh on that note unfortunately I still want to know what crickets taste like. I'm sure you can find some somewhere. I think there's, um, what else have I eaten? And, um, candy scorpion. Candy color scorpion. It's a trust. Only, only tiny. Um, it just tasted sweet and then crunchy. Right. But I imagine they don't taste like anything. They're just a flavor, uh,